Coming to you live from the Republic of Texas and broadcasting around the world, this is the Max McGuire Show. This is our last chance to take this country back. That's true. Listen, it doesn't matter that Joe Biden is losing his mind. He still betrayed this country. Come on, man. Get ready because the Max McGuire Show starts right now. Welcome back to another edition of the Max McGuire Show. My name is Max McGuire. What a weekend. What a weekend. First of all, I would have watched the Oscars if I knew someone was going to get the crap slapped out of them. Lots of people saying that they thought that that was staged. I don't think that the Academy is nearly creative enough to stage something that entertaining. Not going to talk about that on the show today. Just, (laughs) I would have watched it live. I was only looking at my phone just to see if Lin-Manuel Miranda got his EGOT or not. Um, I would have watched it live if I knew someone was going to get the crap slapped out of him. Anyway, the other thing that happened over the weekend is Joe Biden went overseas. He went overseas to, uh, to spread American foreign policy abroad. He went to Poland, except he kind of thought he was in Ukraine at the time. Very strange. Doesn't make a lot of sense. He made a lot of gaffes. And for Joe Biden, we expect this. We expect that he's going to make gaffes. We expect that he is going to put his foot in his mouth. The problem is his gaffes don't usually drag us closer to World War III, don't usually drag us closer to confrontation with Russia. This is serious when you have, when the world is trying to avoid potentially globe-ending conflict, you need to be sending your best. You need to be on your A-game. And Joe Biden this past weekend very clearly, very obviously was not. So we're going to be covering the gaffes. I mean, are they gaffes? That's something I've wrestled with for a while trying to figure out. Are they gaffes or is this just, I mean, gaffes are like mistakes, right? Oh, he made a mistake. Like, oh, crazy Joe made a mistake. These aren't really mistakes though. We're getting into the realm of him being just unintentionally honest him not having a filter, not being able to filter out what he's actually promising to do. There's, there's lots to unpack here, but go ahead and hit that rumble button if you're watching live on rumble and share this. We are going to be going live now at this time slot, 1 PM Eastern time, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So we're going to be doing three shows a week. Eventually we'll transition into five shows a week, but baby steps. Um, so Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 1 PM Eastern, make sure you set that in your calendar. We are going to be rolling out a text, um, reminder option. Lots of different other things. You just got to get all that spun up. But make sure you tune in 1 p.m. Eastern. Make sure you share this. And we are now available on all different places that you can find us for audio podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, a couple other ones too. So check us out there. And if you do have an Apple device, do leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts so we can climb up in the rankings. I think we peaked last week at 160-something. So we definitely want to climb up. I think as we put out more frequent episodes this Monday, Wednesday, Friday, eventually going to Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, it'll be very easy to climb up in those rankings. But need your help, need to share it, need to leave a five-star review and subscribe. So this was before he actually went and met the troops. Before he went, met, went and met the troops, Joe Biden was asked during a press conference what the United States would do if Vladimir Putin used chemical weapons in Ukraine. And he said something that you really shouldn't say. He said he was going to respond in kind, which when you hear it, if, if you're responding in kind, that means you would use 
chemical weapons or some kind of weapon of mass destruction. Not exactly a good look, but here, let's let Joe Biden explain it on his own. Let's play cut one. Uh, sir, you've made it very clear in this conflict that you do not want to see World War III. But is it possible that in expressing that so early that you were too quick to rule out direct military intervention in this war, could Putin have been emboldened knowing that you are not going to get involved directly in this conflict? No, no. And to clarify on chemical weapons, could, if chemical weapons were used in Ukraine, would that trigger a military response from NATO? It would, be, it would trigger a response in kind, whether or not you're asking whether NATO would cross, but we'd make that decision at the time. And my final question. In kind. In kind. It would trigger a response in kind. Oh, the... <laughs> We'll get to this later, but the White House had to jump out there and do damage control and say, no, Joe Biden is not talking about using chemical weapons in Ukraine. Uh, crazy that the White House has to clean up that kind of mess. But as you'll see throughout the weekend, they are cleaning up those messes. Then Joe Biden went a little bit further. Said something that many of us think, but you don't say, especially not when you are on the world stage when you are giving a prime time speech that the entire world, including the Russian Federation, is listening to. He claimed that Vladimir Putin said, for God's sake, this man cannot be allowed to remain in power. Let's play this. For God's sake, this man cannot remain in power. But that was off script. That was not on script. That was not in the teleprompter. You can see his eyes shifting around trying to find where is he going to look at. Not exactly the best comment to make off script. The White House, again, tried to clean this up and said that what he meant to say is that he should not be allowed to exercise this power in Ukraine. That's not what Joe Biden said. Let's just be completely honest. That is not what Joe Biden said. He did not say that Vladimir Putin should not be allowed to continue exercising power over Ukraine. He said he should not be allowed to remain in power I mean, he should be deposed, he should be removed, and maybe that's a position that he has. It's perfectly reasonable position given the things that Vladimir Putin has done over the years. Whether it is our job to do that, highly debatable. I think we, as a country, as a nation, have grown very tired of reg regime change wars. I think for once we should just actually live up to the promise of self-determination and let other countries do whatever they're going to do. We shouldn't be involved in regime changes. We just shouldn't. Right? We, we claim to be believe in self-determination, the right of peoples to decide their own government. We should live that. Right? We, we say we, should, we believe it, we should live it and not get involved in regime change wars. But this is what Joe Biden is calling on. He is calling on regime change wars. And the, and the White House had to jump in and try and clean that up. We're going to play all the different White House responses in a little bit. <laughs> the third gaffe that Joe Biden had on the day, on the weekend, was something that he really should have said too. Talking with American soldiers in Poland, Joe Biden said, he was describing what, what it's like in Ukraine right now, what, what people are experiencing there. And then he told the troops that they will see what it's like when they're over there. Let's go ahead and play this. Cut three. And you're going to see when you're there. And you're oh, hold on. Where's the, uh, where's the video? 
And you're going to see when you're there. Some of you have been there. You're going to see. You're going to see women, young people standing, standing in the middle of front of a damn tank, just saying, "I'm not leaving. I'm holding my ground." They're incredible. So you're going to see when you're over there. You're going to see it when you are over there. Yeah, no, um, we're not supposed to be. We're not supposed to be over there. Right? That's not supposed to be what we're, <laughs> what we're going over there for. We're not supposed to be invading. I mean, it's been the U.S. position that we are not going to be invading Ukraine for weeks. Why would he say that? Now, this is something that makes me really nervous because as you listen to this, as you watch it, it makes you feel like there are conversations happening in the background that we're not supposed to know about that, know about. And this is something that is really common with people who are suffering from dementia, different types of mental decline, something I've tried to cover for years, trying to blow the whistle on Joe Biden's obvious mental decline. This is something that is actually very common. Losing the ability to filter out what you say, losing the ability to filter out what you say and, and accidentally spilling the beans. So when Joe Biden is over there visiting the troops in Poland, saying that they're going to see what it's like when they're over there in Ukraine, that is really concerning because it suggests, at least at some point, he has had very real conversations about sending troops into Ukraine, which would be a terrible. I mean, there's no one out there, uh, absent the, the rhinos, absent the warhawks, who actually want U.S. troops in Ukraine. This is not something that American soldiers should be going out and dying for. And yet what we can see from Joe Biden right there is what seems, at least to me, to be a subconscious admission that this is his plan, that his plan is to put troops on the ground. Now, those three gaffes that he would he would use chemical weapons responding kind if Vladimir Putin did that, for God's sake, Vladimir Putin should not be allowed to remain in power. And then you're going to see it when you're over there. You're going to see the burnt up tanks telling that to U.S. soldiers. Imagine being on the Russian side and hearing the American president say this. Imagine knowing he is suffering from mental decline, knowing everything I just told you about how people with dementia, they lose their ability to, to filter their language. Imagine hearing that. What would your take be? Would you believe what the White House says, which we'll play in a second, that, oh no, he just misspoke? Or would you believe he was telling the truth? This is something that has happened in between the United States and Russia many times over the years, over the decades. Little mistakes, little gaffes, um, technological problems bring us to the brink of nuclear annihilation. There was one case in Russia where a, a missile silo uh, technician was monitoring the radar. And for whatever reason, clouds, cloud cover started registering as incoming ballistic missiles. So he's, he's, his whole job is to watch the radar, and if it looks like America is firing its missiles, to fire missiles back. He looks at the, he looks at the cloud cover, looks at, looks at the radar, the radar is misinterpreting clouds, and this one man decided not to pass it up the chain of command. He decided not to do his job and not to warn people above him that the United States has fired missiles because he didn't believe it. Now, if he had, if he had relayed that, that information up, then uh, we, we have no idea what would have happened. Because then it would have been in the hands of some Russian general, some Russian general, some Russian uh, political officer 
who then would be looking through all of the statements and, and remembering what has the United States been saying over the past weeks. And if there was some something that either uh, <laughs> that Reagan said or whoever, I don't even remember what year it was. I think, I think it was Reagan. Something that Reagan had said that seemed a little hostile to, towards the USSR. They could have interpreted that as an attack, right? It is so easy. This has happened so many times over the years. There was another during, uh, during the embargo of Cuba where a Russian submarine that was carrying nuclear torpedoes actually was trying to break through the, uh, break through the embargo and dove under the water to get away from American ships, lost contact with Russia. The American destroyers were trying to signal the sub to come back up for air so they could identify it. They were dropping fake depth charges, depth charges that really didn't blow up, but training, training rounds. Well, the Russians had just dove under the, under the water, couldn't contact Russia. All of a sudden, they're listening in their headphones. They're hearing the splashes of depth charges, thinking that war has already broken out. They were this close to firing a nuclear-armed torpedo at the U.S. carrier group. This is a torpedo that was armed with a nuclear weapon so that when you hit one ship, it basically destroys... I don't even think you have to hit the ship. I, th I think it just explodes in proximity. Would have destroyed the entire carrier group. There were three officers on board. Usually, usually a Russian submarine, you only need two. You need the commanding officer and you need the political officer to sign off on the use of nuclear weapons when they are out of contact with Russia. But it just so happens that at that point, there was an admiral on board in charge of the entire submarine fleet. So because he happened to be on, on board, it took three votes on this Russian submarine to decide whether or not to use nuclear weapons. Two of them, the two who would have normally had the approval, voted to launch nuclear weapons against the United States aircraft carrier. The, the admiral, who just so happened randomly to be on, on the submarine, voted no. We should contact Russia and make sure we can't just assume that war has broken out. That one vote saved the United States from nuclear war. I, I tell you these stories because... We have come so close to nuclear Armageddon. Not even talking about um, the, the Russian missiles snuck into Cuba, the missile crisis. We've come so close on numerous occasions to Armageddon, to complete nuclear annihilation of the planet. I say that because you can't have Joe Biden making these comments. Because these comments aren't happening in a vacuum. They're not happening on a soundstage. They're not happening in a booth where he's pre-recorded and he messes up, he gets another take. These are live. These are broadcast around the world. And yes, the Russians are listening. So even if Joe Biden doesn't mean it, even if it was just a gaffe, you have to understand that the Russians are listening to this and they are making decisions based on what they hear. And they are always going to assume the worst because they, they, it's a deadly potentially deadly consequence to assume that Joe Biden is just kidding or made a mistake. They have to go along with the belief that he is telling the truth because otherwise being caught off guard would be devastating for them. So these aren't just gaffes anymore. These aren't just mistakes. These aren't just, oh, silly Joe Biden. He is quite literally putting the, the future of the globe at risk by making these comments. And the question we all have to ask ourselves is, is it time to use the 25th Amendment? Is it time for Joe Biden to be removed from office? I think that that time has long passed. He should have been removed on day one, given his crimes during the 2020 election. 
But right now, putting even all that, just move it to the side just for a second. These comments, are these comments a justification for him, him to be removed from office using the 25th Amendment? As, we, as I've covered in the past on CD podcast, the 25th Amendment exists to remove a president when he is mentally or medically or physically unfit, unable to discharge the duties of his office. Usually, it only happens when a president has to go under anesthesia for like a colonoscopy or some kind of surgery, and it's temporarily used to grant presidential powers to the vice president. Right? That's usually how it goes. In this, in this case, though, it can be permanent. It doesn't just have to be temporary. It can be permanent usage. So when Donald Trump was, uh, was diagnosed with having COVID-19, Nancy Pelosi was blowing the whistle saying we have to use the 25th Amendment to remove him. He is a loose cannon. And she said she was going to create this commission, this commission for the 25th Amendment to change it, to upgrade it, to make it easier for presidents to be removed from office. Notice how that never went anything. Donald Trump got better, and that was it. Never, never went anywhere. Because they, they don't want to expand the 25th Amendment now that Joe Biden is occupying the Oval Office. But it was really interesting to see the very people who were out there calling for Donald Trump to be removed from office under the 25th Amendment now claiming that Joe Biden should not. And this is from the Palmer Report. If you're on Twitter, you know that Palmer Report is as, <laughs> as, as left as it gets. The Palmer Report is as left as leftist as it gets. And this is what they put out over the weekend. Palmer Report says, quote, Joe Biden just had his finest hour. Here's the question. You just l- listened to and watched some of those gaffes. Was that his finest hour? Do you believe that was his finest hour? I certainly do not. It was his finest hour to the morons who are now inexplicably calling for the 25th Amendment. Go F yourself. Ooh, that's not very nice. And then you can see here. That just last, uh, just a couple of years ago, um, actually, no, just this year, he <laughs> said, yes, the 25th Amendment should have been used against Donald Trump when we had the chance. So I love this, this uh, Twitter handle, Defiant L's, that he, they do a great job of taking these leftists and putting their own words against them. But the 25th Amendment has to be seriously considered at this point. I know that would give us a President Kamala Harris. It sends shivers down my spine just to think of that. Ugh. No, I don't want that. I, it's not anything close to what I want. But you can't have Joe Biden going abroad on camera, broadcast to the entire world, telling American troops that they're going to see Ukraine firsthand when they're over there. You can't do that. Unless you are publicly saying that, that invasion is happening, you can't be saying that. You just can't. There are too many lives in the balance. The risk of... of Someone interpreting that the wrong way, it's just too high. You can't have someone over there doing that. And it's, and it's just not, not just that. He was at one of these events, and I'm going to try and play the video. Hopefully it plays this time, where he literally confused himself. He, he was in Poland, but he was talking like he was already in Ukraine. Really disturbing stuff. Let's play this cut four. So what's at stake, not just what we're doing here in Ukraine to try to help the Ukrainian people and keep the massacre from continuing. But beyond that, what's at stake is what's, what's, what are your kids and grandkids going to look like in terms of their, their, their freedom? What we are doing here in Ukraine. What we are doing here in Ukraine. Well, he's in Poland. So it's another thing where it's just the language. I mean, he probably meant to say something else, 
But when he when he talks like he acts, he's talking like he's already in Ukraine, like the United States is already in Ukraine. It just doesn't help. It doesn't help. He's supposed to be exuding strength, exuding leadership. And he's over here, gaff after gaff after gaff, that gaff, and then lie after lie after lie. And it's just it's just easily provable. The Washington Post has documented 21 trips that Joe Biden has made to the Middle East, to Afghanistan and Iraq. Joe Biden, during this event with the troops, claimed that he had been there 38 to 40 times. Second time I flew, I've been in and out of Iraq and Afghanistan about uh, 40 times, 30 sometimes, 38 times. It's just not true. 21 times. 21 times he has been there. Why is he just inflating it? Why is he doubling it? I mean, some people have this way about them. Some people, the truth isn't good enough, so they inflate things. They exaggerate things. They, make, they say that to make themselves feel bigger or, or seem bigger, seem more important. It's a very common trait. Usually, I mean, I guess technically it could be a, a presidential trait. And, Joe, and Donald Trump certainly did uh, inflate things. But it's 21 times. 21 times. Not 38 to 40. 21 times. Another part of the speech Joe Biden was talking about the Secretary of Defense, Lloyd, asking for more troops. He was looking right at him. And instead, instead, he said he was the Secretary of Defense. Let's play this clip. The reason why when the general, when the Secretary of State asked me if I'd send another 12,000 troops along to the United States, I said, yeah, from the United States. You see that? He is looking at Lloyd Austin. Lloyd Austin recognizes that he's telling a story about him, looks up and smiles at him. And yet Joe Biden calls him the Secretary of State. Let's play this again. The reason why when the general, when the Secretary of State asked me if I'd send another 12,000 troops along to the United States, I said, yeah, from the United States. I mean, the Secretary of, he's not the Secretary of State. He's not. And, and these things matter. It's not just like, oh, Joe mixing up members of his cabinet again. These things matter. Making stupid mistakes like this on the world stage matter. Donald Trump never went abroad next, in a country next to a war zone and couldn't tell his cabinet members apart. That never happened. Because when it matters, you have to be on your A-game. And Joe Biden is not capable of being on his A-game. He just is not. Just call a spade a spade. He, he has lost his fastball. And I've said this time and time again. We all hope that we reach a long, uh, a, a, an age where we might start experiencing this. This is, we want to experience this down the line, right? This is a sign of living a long, healthy life. But that doesn't mean you become president, right? I mean, it doesn't mean you get to be president if you can't remember someone's name, if you can't remember where you are, you can't remember when you are can't remember the different parts of the uh, different members of the cabinet say that you're in Ukraine when you're actually in Poland telling troops that they're going to go to Ukraine when that's not the position of the United States advocating Vladimir Putin be removed from office when that's not the position of the United States Ad saying that you will respond in kind with chemical weapon attack of your own when that is not the position of the United States all of this is just a huge red flag you can't be doing this and I want to play this clip of the White House trying to do damage control. This was put out by the RNC. They do a good job with these RNC research clips. These are just quickly. 
the three main gaps we just talked about, then side by side with reporting on the White House's response. Let's play this cut seven. For God's sake, this man cannot remain power. The White House trying to make clear in the aftermath, or making very clear in the aftermath, he was not, in fact, calling for regime change. And you're going to see when you're there, and sometimes you've been there, you're going to see, you're going to see women. Young people stand, stand in the middle of front of a damn tank. White House officials are telling us that President Biden does not intend to send U.S. troops into Ukraine. If chemical weapons were used in Ukraine, would that trigger a military response from NATO? It would trigger a response in kind. The United States has no intention of using chemical weapons, period, under any circumstances. So you, you listen to that and... You hear the same word over and over and over again. Intend. Recognize that when these lawyers, which they're mostly lawyers, or comms department people, when they say something, especially when they're cleaning up a mess like Joe Biden threatening to send troops into Ukraine, they use very precise language. And you have to. Because as I've tried to explain, when the world is listening, when your adversaries are listening, you cannot afford for the wrong message to get across. To, to go across so every word is specifically chosen when they use the word intend he does not intend to send troops into ukraine he does not intend to use chemical weapons it seems a little bit too legalistic like it's very simple the united states will not use chemical weapons period period saying he does not intend to use chemical weapons, suggesting even a possibility of the unintentional deployment of chemical or other weapons of mass destruction. It just, it seems like it would just be cleaner just to talk truthfully. He does not intend to send troops into Ukraine. It just it seems easier just to say the United States is not sending troops into Ukraine, period. That just seems easier. But even, even their cleanup job, even their cleanup job runs the risk of sending the wrong message, which, again, I guess that's par for the course with this administration. So where do we go from here? I think that, obviously, Joe Biden should be removed from office. I mean, how much time he got? We can go down the whole list. That's going to have to be its own separate episode, all of the articles of impeachment that should exist against, against uh, Joe Biden. That'll have to be a separate episode. <laughs> It'll be too long to do right now. But for this alone, I, I think that this has illustrated just how dangerous Joe Biden's mental decline, how dangerous his inability to share scripted thoughts and stay on message, how dangerous it is. I, I went through and talked about a couple of different instances where we were on the brink of nuclear war and had it not been for one person on the Russian side making the right decision and trusting their gut, the world probably would be over. You and I wouldn't exist right now. Or it looks something more akin to a Fallout video game. Just wasteland. That's how close we are. Realize that those are the declassified moments. There's probably been a bunch of moments that we don't even know about. I mean, John Oliver did a, an excellent piece. I, I don't like all the stuff, but he did an excellent segment a few years back on how horribly maintained U.S. nuclear weapons are, how people fall asleep and leave the door to the silo open and they don't realize it until the pizza guy shows up. Crazy stuff. Accidentally dropping armed nuclear bombs on American soil. Accidentally putting nuclear uh, weapons on, um, aboard 
planes, flying them across the country, and then leaving them unsecured on the tarmac for 36 hours. That's what we know about, right? I highly recommend you go back and watch that John Oliver last week, uh, last week tonight, um, his piece that he did on nuclear weapons, because it shows you, again, that's just what's declassified. I'm sure there are probably a lot more classified examples of just how close we've gone to nu- come to nuclear annihilation, nuclear war. And knowing that, you have to be on your A-game when, you when you're engaging in diplomacy with another nuclear power. You cannot accidentally, unintentionally say things that could lead the other side to believe that invasion is imminent and that weapons of mass destruction are on the table. You just can't say those things. And unfortunately, Joe Biden cannot be trusted to stay on that script. He's proven it. The left is claiming that this was his finest hour, Joe Biden's finest hour. I don't know what they're watching. I don't know what speech they just watched because the speech I watched terrified the hell out of me. Speech I watched of Joe Biden going over there and and saying what we just covered terrified the hell out of me. I don't know. It's very clear that Joe Biden should be removed from office with, at the very least, through the 25th Amendment. Now, yes, that would that would uh, make Kamala Harris president, which again shudders, terrifies me. But at the end of the day, yeah, she would be worse, but at least we wouldn't be worried about her accidentally dragging us into nuclear war. Maybe we would. I mean, there's really no good answer here. There's nearly no good answer here at all. Um, Wanted to cover one more thing before we wrap up this podcast today. While Joe Biden was over there, he ate pizza. They made a big deal about this, that he was eating pizza. Um, I noticed... And anyone who's Catholic noticed that he had pepperoni on that pizza. It was a Friday during Lent. You're not supposed to eat meat if you're a Catholic. Joe Biden says he's a very strict Catholic. He, he was eating meat on that pizza. Now, dug into it. Apparently on Friday, not apparently on Friday, it was the Feast of Annunciation, which is apparently a get-out-of-jail-free card for Catholics because you're allowed to eat meat because it's a feast day. So technically on Friday, I didn't have to avoid eating chicken. I could have eaten chicken because it was a feast day. I don't think that Joe Biden knew that. Joe Biden doesn't know when he is, doesn't know where he is, doesn't even know who he is sometimes. The idea that he would have this some knowledge of the Catholic Holy Day of Obligation schedule, I don't believe that for a second. Joe Biden ate pizza, ate, ate pepperoni pizza during Lent on a Friday, and he just didn't care. Now, they're, they're coming back and say, oh, he, he knew all along it was the Feast of Annunciation. BS. I'm calling BS on that. I, I mean, I am a devout Catholic, and I didn't even know it was the Feast of Annunciation. I just went along with not eating meat. So I'm calling BS on that. Um, but, again, it's Joe Biden. Joe Biden's going to do what Joe Biden's going to do. At this point, we have to remove him from office through the 25th Amendment at the very least. That would involve a majority of his cabinet and the vice president signing off on it. Obviously, the vice president, Kamala Harris, has ambitions for higher office, so she'd probably sign off of it. Whether or not the cabinet members would, that remains to be seen. He did a much better job of selecting his cabinet than Donald Trump did selecting his. People who are much more loyal to him. I was, frankly, a little surprised that there was never an attempt to use the 25th Amendment against Donald Trump, given how many rhinos he had let sneak into his cabinet. But obviously they never got to do it. In Joe Biden's case, though, you really hope that these people will put politics aside and put the good of the country ahead 
of their own political party's ambitions. Unfortunately, I don't think that's going to be very possible these days. Well, that's going to be it for this edition of the Max McGuire Show. If you like this podcast, if you like this podcast, make sure you subscribe. We're, we go live on Rumble. Probably going to stay on Rumble for now. If we can work out, I think there's a plugin I'm going to look for OBS to see if we can multi-stream. If we can multi-stream, I'll go to DLive just because I know so many people like DLive as well. Um, so make sure you tune in that. For now, we're on Rumble. We're going live Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 1 p.m. Eastern. 1 p.m. Eastern. That's 12 noon Central, 10, uh, 11 Mountain. Tune in for that. Also, if you like the podcast and want to listen, can't always watch live. A great way to do so is using the um, audio version that's available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean. There's a couple other ones that are still pending. If you have an iPhone, an iPad, or MacBook, please do leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Super easy and helps us climb up in those rankings. That's going to be it for this edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Max Square again. Remember, everyone, that the fight to take back our country is not over yet, but the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together.